You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. Soy Trojan Horse Soy-based estrogen mimickers, along with plastic-based estrogen mimickers may be some of the most powerfully destructive obstacles to healing the surrounding environment. If this environment remains unchanged, the body will continue to receive daily signals from these estrogen-mimicking molecules. These cumulative fake hormones easily contaminate our bodies beyond a certain pathological threshold of daily exposure. This contamination also happens all throughout conception and the gestation period. Result, an individual will not go one day without this false hormonal signal which triggers our epigenetic DNA code. Our society is already becoming more and more obese. Infertility is increasing yearly. There is an increase in the fibroid-causing, hormone-related, oversized, and unattractive breast tissue, breast cancer, or many other cancer-engendering pathologies. Sexual dysfunction is rampant along with the man-made, unnatural, gender-specific hormonal imbalances that go along with it. Soy and plastic-based estrogen compounds are found in everything, especially in both conventional and organic versions of USDA milk, USDA meats, USDA chicken, USDA eggs, restaurant oils, store-bought foods, fried foods, chips, mayonnaise, and other condiments, just to name a few items. And if it's not soy, it's canola, which is in the same endocrine-disrupting category. Soy, canola, as soy meal, or even as a hormone-disrupting oil fed to animals leads to a softening of the conjunctive tissue, which weakens protein synthesis in the body. This ubiquitous soy protein reality leads to an overkill of exercise to try to push out these toxins, an overkill of massage, chiropractic modalities, and a myriad of diseases that fester on the inflammation caused by the loss of structural integrity. No wonder the USDA is proud to state that they no longer add hormones to foods. They just add natural food-based hormones now. And even worse, The hybridized animals have become so oversized at this point that the wrong genes are passed down to perfection. This can be fixed by breeding in smaller European races of all farm animals and eliminating soy-fed practices. Until then, hello imports. Some facts about soy. High levels of phytic acid in soy reduce the assimilation of calcium, magnesium, copper, iron, and zinc. Phytic acid in soy is not neutralized by ordinary preparation methods such as soaking, sprouting, and long, slow cooking. High phytate diets have caused growth problems in children. Trypsin inhibitors in soy interfere with protein digestion and may cause pancreatic disorders. In test animals, soy-containing trypsin inhibitors cause stunted growth. Soy phytoestrogens disrupt endocrine function, lower testosterone or progesterone production, and have the potential to cause infertility and to promote breast cancer in adult women. According to Hart Hartley, D.C., in the Journal of 
Psychopharmacology, 2003, rats fed soy isoflavin spent less time in active social interaction and had significantly elevated stress-induced corticosterone concentrations. Soy phytoestrogens are potent antithyroid agents that cause hypothyroidism and may cause thyroid cancer. In infants, consumption of soy formula has been linked to autoimmune thyroid disease. Genistein, the major soy phytoestrogen, has been proven to demasculinize the reproductive system in rats during gestation at extremely low doses when compared with modern consumption. This study may be found in the Journal of Urology, April 2003. Vitamin B12 analogs in soy are not absorbed and actually increase the body's requirement for B12. Soy foods increase the body's requirement for vitamin D. Fragile soy proteins are denatured during high temperature processing to make soy protein isolate and textured vegetable protein. Processing of soy protein results in the formation of toxic lysinoalanine and highly carcinogenic nitrosamines. Free glutamic acid, or MSG, a potent neurotoxin, is formed during soy food processing and additional amounts are added to many soy foods. Soy foods contain high levels of aluminum, which is toxic to the nervous system and the kidneys. The soy milk movement initially began from the vegetarian strictures of the Seven-Day Adventists in their hopes to save the world. The movement was then fostered by Henry Ford, also a vegetarian, who believed that natural milk from cows, quote, was a crude invention of God, and that he could, quote, do better. Eventually, after much technology to reduce the undesirable flatulence from soy, financial backing from Monsanto, and marketing propaganda, soy milk became the drink of the counterculture movement in the 1970s. From observation, we can see that many of the progressive pockets of soy milk consumption in the USA are also the same areas with the highest gender-specific hormonal anomalies from mother to child. Endocrine-disrupting chemicals, EDCs, have been proven to have multi-generational effects from the children of mothers affected by them to the grandchildren. Much of the gender-bending blurred lines in society today have come from soy, among other factors explained in this book chemicals, plastics, air and water pollution, heavy metals, etc. Many unforeseen problems may come of this unnatural component if this goes unchecked. This is already happening. To be clear, I believe there is also a natural component to sexual identity. I believe that many men and women are born into this world with different sexual identities as part of the natural order of things and that they and all other sexual orientations should not be discriminated against. But I also believe that there is an unnatural component to sexual identity which is blurring these lines in a dangerous way by destroying the fertility of our species. Cultural conditioning, a form of social trauma which pits groups against each other, cultural Marxism, plays its part as well. Trauma, in any form, from rape to incest to thought control, affects sexual identity among other things. But the greater issue here is that all humans are affected by fertility. This is a point of unity. The soy industry is responsible for the popularity of soy because of the health food marketing they have fabricated for this crop rotation nitrogen fixing byproduct. If you are still on the fence about the dangers of soy, look up the Soy Alert article on the WAPF website to further explore the subject. 
For my part, I do not like the idea of eating a food around which there are a hundred lawyers and five hundred scientists working. Did you know that initially in China the soybean was used as a fertilizer? Imagine if just one organic chain of stores decided to ban soy from their shelves, removing this Trojan horse from their community. It could start a domino effect which would reach the ears of soy farmers, causing them to consider changing their future. This lesson would be a hard one, as modern farming depends on soy to put nitrogen back into the soil. But there are many other methods for this which do not steal manganese and magnesium from the soil. Of course, these changes will take time, but it feels better knowing one is moving in the right direction. Quote, we are the people we have been waiting for.